0: Mine. Give them, well, a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup. Put the dog on the porch. And turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan. Live from the bunkhouse.
1: Alright, welcome back. We're making it through a Sunday morning right here in the Outdoor Zone. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning on uh, 1049 The Horn and 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm TJ Granny. that's Cody Ryan. Beef steak is not in the house, he's down at the coast with his toes in the sand, and uh, salt dog is here he's the ranch hand that gets here early make sure the gate gets open the old pot belly stove gets fired up and keeps us posted on exactly what's going on minute by minute on the texas coast <laughs> and yes the, and the angling a little and
2: bit of showers going on his dad
1: went out and uh, caught two fish turned around because this storm ran rolled in on him or something
2: a little bit of storm coming in down there on the coast and i want to say Hey, Pogo Bear,
1: Dad will be home in
0: a minute.
2: <laughs> oh, God. My little listener.
1: So, Cody Ryan is a father as of this week, and yes. uh, his daughter Sailor S A Y L O R. Yeah, Sailor is uh, is listening. She is. If you go to theoutdoorzone.com, dot you can track us on Facebook and online. And my uh, wife birthed our newest listener. We're now up to eleven. Finally, broke that that number 10. Yes, that's right. Um, also, here in the bunkhouse, we don't kneel at the anthem, and we use plastic straws. <laughs> and then we just throw them away. <laughs> so, we use them just to stir our coffee. If I was, if yeah. And, and then throw and, them away. And then, uh, If I was in California, mm-hmm. I would, every time I go into a restaurant, I'd say, uh, yes, I need two straws, please. <laughs> And I just put one in there and just one on the table, <laughs> just to be irritating. Just open the end of it. So oh yeah, so it so it just doesn't get used. Yeah, or just do the snake thing with the paper and <laughs> say, oh yeah, we just we just like that part. That's fun. That's terrible.
2: Hey, uh, buddy went elk hunting. We talked about it last week. He was elk hunting in uh, New Mexico. Yes, New Mexico near uh, Colorado. Interesting uh, hunt. Finally talked to him. I did get some text messages throughout the week from Which him. Which was
1: really cool because he was texting, like, locational... Uh,
2: well, he wouldn't text location, so he he had an app that connected to his Garmin GPS is the way it worked. I, fi- I figured it out. So he was texting from his phone through his Garmin app, and I would get these texts, but they would have
1: GPS coordinates on every text. Yeah, I mean, it was like... Uh, a it, topo map.
2: Yeah, well, then you could click on the GPS coordinates and see exactly where he was texting oh, from.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. And okay. so a couple of times, you know, I would Cuz all I saw was like the like a like a satellite image of the well, side of a mountain
2: I, with trees. Well, that's why I clicked on it, you know. Or when I clicked on it, you could Crazy. click click on the gps coordinates and a couple of times well every time he sent me a text i'd click on it and see where he was and it was cool you know like i would get a text from him he'd be checking on the baby status is what he was doing you know one of my good buddies checking baby status what's the deal and i would click on the gps coordinates while he's elk hunting of where he was where he sent that text from <laughs> and it would be one afternoon it was next to a water a little water hole I zoomed in on. I said, "Y'all gonna hunt that water hole tonight?" And just hang tight there. And he said, "Yeah, yeah, we're just hunting this water hole right here." And uh, so that was so cool to be able to watch, you know, Ugh. his transition. And then another time he texted me, and I zoomed, you know, I zoomed in, and you could see the lines. He was obviously on a ridge line, and as you know, was asking him, "Are y'all scoping that valley?" You know, down below you. And he said, yeah, we're watching that and the next ridge line over and, you know, glassing and seeing for elk movement. So it was just so oh, cool. man. What he didn't tell me, he goes, I know I messed up because I gave it to my wife, obviously, but I didn't send it to you. I didn't realize, you know, realize that you'd be following along or figure that part out of how to follow along. Uh, there's a, a link that he could send you where you can follow him his entire trail and see every trail he's making each day live through the GPS, through the satellite. You could watch it on your computer, click on the link and follow his tracks of where he's been. And, you know, it's a safety feature, but it's yeah. also just an awesome, I'm not elk Cunning. you are, let me follow what you're doing uh, feature, which ah. is awesome, awesome. So, yeah, he was up in uh, Northwestern. Uh, New Mexico, a territory he had never hunted before, um, drew out for this special area. Uh, Not much pressure. Beautiful area, he said. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, About five days into his hunt, he met another guy that was hunting that area, a local that had been hunting the area for 40 years and killed 57 elk up there in 40 years. All legal. Yeah, all legal. We assume. Yeah, we think. And uh, he said that the local told him that about two years ago they were in a major drought and all the elk herds left that area. So, uh, and now they've gotten rain and it's beautiful again, but there are no native elk herds that live in that territory. There's only elk that are passing through. And so they would get on elk one day. You know, maybe it was in the evening, in the afternoon, they'd be 100 yards away, but it's getting dark, and they're bow hunting, right? They're bow hunting, so you got to get within range. And they'd have this bull and these five cows with it, with them, you know, 100 yards away, starting to call back or trying to work them, but it's getting dark, and then it gets too dark, and so they got to make the trek back. But they know, they're right in that little valley, there's a big bull and five cows, so you know they kind of ease back out and without scaring them they're going to go back the next morning and get on them and have all day to get in position to try and make a shot on this bull they would go back the next day and there wouldn't be an elk sign anywhere because these the elk were just moving through they were just migrating through the areas they were hunting so he finally realized it kind of put all those pieces together that really you can't go back and put a plan on an elk, you've got to either get it done right then, uh, or it's not going to happen. And so interesting, he said, uh, you know, he had that, he had that moment. Uh, he, he said, we're done. We're coming home tomorrow. I'll give you a call when we're on the road. And he calls me a couple hours into the drive and he goes, I shouldn't have left. Oh, yeah. you know that whole elf yeah. thing where you're oh man just you're in one the, more day you're in the middle of it oh. you're burned out you're like just get me home i want some sleep it's been 12 days on the mountain i'm gross i'm hungry i'm tired and then you you know you feed yourself you get a little burst of energy you're on your way home and you just want to be back on that mountain so pretty cool all
1: right hey when we come back on the flip side we're going to talk about a wyoming hunt that went bad for a a uh, couple of hunters, a uh, guide and a hunter. Uh, we got our Peter report, which you don't want to miss. All that and more on the flip side. It's only one place, the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Uh, right here at 104.9, the Horn 7 to 9 on Sundays or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.
0: I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish
1: FLW. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone. Fish on.
0: Up this morning before the sun. Fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in the pickup. Gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five-pound bag. All
1: right, welcome back. It's The Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Us guys here in the bunkhouse, The Outdoor Zone, we're always shopping for Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor venison pork fowl and even delicious bass post your shopping pictures on our facebook page the outdoor zone we also don't kneel during the national anthem and we use plastic straws you love that don't you i do i've been waiting all week to say it we've also got
2: a new sponsor (laughs) a new
1: sponsor for the show's ramp power days The fall is finally here, and it's perfect weather to hit the lake. That's why you need something that will get you into the great outdoors and back again. So drive something that's comfortable, has lots of storage, and will get the job done right. And a vehicle from Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin, like the Ram 2019 Ram 1500, it's better. It has better performance and more efficiency than ever before. Not to mention the newest technology on the market and more than a hundred safety features. And this thing is powerful. It can tow more than twelve thousand five hundred pounds. So if you want to save thousands of dollars on hundreds of vehicles, head to the number one Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Super Center. They're at six twenty nights, thirty five and one eighty three. 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit them online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com.
2: All right, now it's time for this week's, oh, my favorite, the Peter Report.
1: They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals, too. They taste great. Kevin Bagel posted a photo of his dinner on Twitter. The meal in question? A vegan brisket. Mmm. Mmm. The response it elicited, 800 replies and counting. The vegan brisket sparked a massive debate with numerous media outlets already picking up the story. Vegan brisket experiment was a success, he said. 18 hours smoke over oak? Is it beef? Nope. But the taste texture are pretty great, writes Beagle, a TV writer. Mix of jackfruit, Seton, Miso beer Franklin barbecue sauce I'd, If I was Franklin barbecue I'd sue his ass Well not <laughs> if he had the right Sauce <laughs> made with extra sugar So it caramelized to a crust And it did Plus I don't feel gross after eating it You? Well, how can I'm you not starving. feel gross After eating Because he's still hungry He's, <laughs> star- he's starving It looked, it looked like the picture made it, it look like meatloaf. Yeah. But you know, that, that that ain't no brisket, boy.
2: That ain't no meatloaf. Now, if you got to make something, this is what I don't understand about this whole vegan thing. If you got to make something to taste like meat, I mean, there's something wrong there. It's because your body's designed to eat meat. All right. So now you're going to make something to fake meat thing i don't
1: fiery it. replies ranged from my ancestors didn't fight to get to the top of the food chain to eat jackfruit and maso <laughs> to this this is un-american sign texas <laughs> but many chimed in to back his efforts so my issue there is if you
2: feel gross after eating brisket you're the gross one <laughs> not the <a> brisket <laughs> you're just weird i don't know there's Who some bad you? briskets out there you know there's the uh the neighbor that is trying his brisket his new brisket recipe on you his smoker yeah He's his never new used smoker. a smoker before, yeah, overcooked dry, but I still I a- just
1: don't try and do that. I got too many guys like my neighbor at the Rick Burr down at the end of the street, yeah, that old boy can smoke a brisket and why Fight it, man. Just when you see smoke coming off his grill, go down. <laughs> hey, man, uh thought what, you might want a hammer. What are y'all doing today? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Just weed
2: eating your yard. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Just a little friendly, you know, neighborly thing. I just like to be loving on my neighbors. <laughs> well, there, even a bad brisket is better than
1: a fake brisket. I guarantee That ain't it. brisket, and you shouldn't call it brisket. And they, they, they call it Beef and they call it all these kind of things. And the beef association <laughs> sued them for saying this. A, a fisket. Fake brisket. Fisket. Uh, it's disgusting. A Wyoming hunting guide was fatally mauled and his client was injured when a pair of grizzly bears attacked them Friday. Authorities later euthanized two grizzly bears, a mother and a cub, who wildlife managers believe killed guide Mark Uptain and wounded his client, Corey Chabon, near the Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park's border, according to USA Today. All available evidence indicates that these two bears were the bears involved in the Terrace Mountain attack, Wyoming Game and Fish Department spokeswoman Rebecca Fitzgerald said in a statement on Sunday. Uptain and Chabone were attacked by bears as they field dressed the elk they had shot Thursday, but were only able to to uh, but were only able to find Friday. Officials said the bears aggressively charged the men and didn't touch the dead elk. Teton officials said. Teton County officials said. The deadly incidents came weeks after a federal judge halted Wyoming state officials' plan to hold a grizzly hunt this month. According to USA Today, the hunt was put on hold until October 1st. I can only imagine how horrific this was, Cy Gillen, a hunting guide and <coughs> Excuse me, and spokesman for grizzly hunters in the area told the newspaper, you've got a bear population that's basically unhunted, is an apex predator, and has no fear of humans. Uptain was a father of five, authorities said, a GoFundMe page which launched launched to help his family. I've been best friends with Sarah Uptain's wife since second grade. We've done a lot of life together. Roel Perry, Perry, a family friend, wrote on the page, I know I can't take away the pain, but we can help support Sarah to be able to focus on the kids and not worry about finances. Hmm. <sighs> Man, it's a scary deal. That's the second one we've reported on, and there's a lot of that going on. What, what frustrated me, and we were going to talk about this last week we didn't get to it, was that... Um, they had approved the grizzly hunt now they probably wouldn't have killed that particular grizzly because that was a mother and a cub right um, you know, but still they have an overpopulation there and the guys were hunting the one of the one of the things that comes into conversations here is uh, what how were the how were the was the guide prepared right and now you know he's a guide in that area so you know he's he's prepared. For grizzlies, uh, absolutely, and you just think, how can a grizzly bear get up on you like that? And I mean, without you being, you know, pulling your sidearm.
2: Well, and I'll tell you, you know, as as big and as crazy as bears are in general, uh, I, I mean, my buddy was telling me the story from this past elk hunt, just ten days in northeastern, uh, northwestern New Mexico. Where his buddy was sitting uh, sitting next to a water hole waiting on some elk to come in, and he kept hearing this noise like something was coming in, and and come to find out, he didn't see it for the first 20 minutes. He was you know, trying to be frozen, thinking something was coming in. Then he realized, those aren't footsteps. It's something falling from the trees, and he looks up at the tree next to him, and 25, 30 feet up in that tree is a black bear just curled up eating something, dropping the shells or whatever on the ground 30 feet from him and he'd been sitting there for
1: 20 minutes (laughs) he had a bag of peanuts and he was just eating peanuts waiting (laughs) watching to see what was going to happen he's got a picnic basket up there (laughs) (laughs) i got me a picnic
2: basket man so you know as big and and burly as they are i mean we we've seen it in in large animals you know in africa the gray ghost they call the kudu oh yeah you know an 800 pound giant animal and just disappears, disappears. And so I could see, you know, the same thing with the bear. They have those, uh, you know,
1: those those ways of just disappearing. The
2: thing that I really wanted to... Or, or you not seeing walking up on, I the guess. The
1: thing I wanted to <clears throat> push in on that, though, was, you know, they set up a GoFundMe page yeah. to support this guy's family and stuff, and I think that's stellar that they would... Um, that they would do that. Yeah. Well it's important. Yeah. And it's important. Well and you know, when a guide or somebody like that goes down doing this, it really is their heart's desire is to be there in the woods and do this kind of stuff. Now he had five kids, it's not his desire to leave his kids and his family, but there is something about a guy in just the spirit of of what he lives for. Right. You know? Anyway, um it's a sad day, and uh, we just our prayers go out to that family. Absolutely, Mc McBride's McBride's Gun. Central Texas
2: family-owned and operated gun shop. If you're looking for the right fire, McBride's can help. Deer season, rifle season, just around the corner. If you don't have that rifle tuned in, that scope on that rifle, the right ammunition, you can get everything you need at McBride's Guns. They got an on-site uh, gunsmith right there that'll handle it they also you have
1: out. youth model firearms there if you yes the you,
2: proper size firearm for youth if you're taking out a kid a grandson a a, a son a daughter for their first yeah, time you better be saying daughter like uh what sailor and i'll be going to get fit for her first rifle this week <laughs> she's only four days old You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532. Or check them out online, mcbridesguns.com. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. All right, up next, we've got your uh, Armed Citizens Report. It's the Outdoor Zone, live at the House from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on 104.9 The Horn and 247 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.
0: Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you?
2: Hi, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone, and if you're like me, you're always eyeing the newest technology and the newest gadgets on the market. But one thing many of us don't always think about is this cutting-edge technology that keeps us keeping us safe behind the wheel. Best of all, uh, they have cameras and all the sensors all around the vehicle. It's the 2018 Honda Accord, which allows you to stay connected on the go with hands-free calling, a head-up display, and the Apple CarPlay. Best of all, these features come standard in the 2018 Accord. It's the 2018 North American Car of the Year, and it was on the 2018 Car and Driver Ten best list. It made the list a record 32 times. No other car in history has done that. Solve all your Honda envy at any one of the Central Texas Honda dealers or online at Dealers.com. See dealer for details.
1: The Outdoor Zone radio show. We don't give in to the anti-gun crowd, gun crowd the PETA terrorist, or the Taliban. We, we don't kneel at the at the anthem and we use plastic straws it's just how we roll here in the bunkhouse ride the trail with us all week long at the outdoor and we have posted that GoFundMe me page on the outdoor zone facebook page so if you want to support that uh guides family outfitters family go to our facebook page the outdoor zone and participate in that they've raised uh They've raised some money on there, but um, they're going to need some more, so go over there and support them. Now it's time for your Armed Citizen Report.
0: Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts
2: of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants
1: you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. An our bystander shot a man who opened fire on a back-to-school event at Tuskeville Park after a fistfight, police said. The shooting occurred at Isaac Campbell Park on South Street shortly after 5.20 p.m. when the shooter, whom police have not identified, returned to the park after a fistfight and began firing, investigators said. The bystander who shot the man waited for officers and was cooperative with the investigation, police said. We are extremely grateful that nobody else was in, injured in this incident, said Deputy Chief Todd Hutchinson. The suspect opened fire at a crowded park, public park. This could have been so much worse. A flyer posted on Facebook and Instagram said back-to-school event called Peace in the City was going on at the park at the time of the shooting. Uh, Dwight Harvey, who is father of the event's organizer, was streaming the event live on his Facebook page when the shooting occurred. Well, there again is a uh, an example of an armed citizen who legally carrying his firearm and uh, yeah. stopped a tragedy from happening.
2: Well, and it's 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 even more real now that, uh, man, just I, I thought about the armed citizens report just a few days ago uh, when, you know, uh, my daughter was born, my first child, and I thought, holy cow, if something crazy were to happen, how do you not, how do you not have a personal carry license and want to protect your family? You know, it brings to, it brings that whole thing to a whole nother level of, oh my goodness, I'm not going to be the victim because now I'm not only protecting myself, but I've got Precious cargo. Of course, I had my wife before, but she had her own personal carry. She she can shoot her own. Well, and,
1: and in 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 that in that too is um, we need to be. I need to be, and I'll just say, I I need to be more um, more responsive, more uh, thoughtful in the area of taking my wife, right, and going and shooting right and allowing her to get comfortable or both of us to be more right. comfortable with our personal carry so it's more of a reactionary thing and not just uh, fumbling around and trying you know figure out what to do and and to have uh have my firearm available for right. that because it's going to be that one moment right where it's going to be you or them right and you don't get... I mean, they're coming in hot. It may never happen in it your life. It may never happen. It may never happen well, to somebody... The odds are it probably won't.
2: Right. But it will happen to somebody you know or somebody you're, you know... You're, well, we know people it's happened to. Absolutely. Right here, Salt Dog has been confronted with an armed citizen's report. And it's something that affects him to this day that is on, you know, I'm sure on his mind. I know I've been in, you know... Situations where I've gotten, you know, something burglarized and had to think, man, this person, this person that is capable of stealing something from somebody else is capable of a whole lot more. I guarantee it because that's a whole level of ethics that I I guess was instilled in me that I can't even perceive stealing something from somebody else. And if they are lacking that, then they're lacking a whole lot more, I well, assure you. I
1: remember, I remember the story of when, uh, and I, I think I have the story right, but you were at your mom's house, single mom. Yeah. And little guy. Yeah. And somebody broke in the house, came through your room. Right. To get to her purse and right. cut out and never knew it. I never
2: knew it and came yeah and I actually got up. I remember the day after I got up and closed that door thinking oh the door blew open and it's cold in my room and closed the door not knowing uh, I to this day not knowing if that person was inside or or what. After that, I think my mom borrowed maybe a a shotgun from you. I believe it was I remember hey
1: where is that shotgun?
2: <laughs> I remember her going out into the backyard in just pure frustration and fired off a couple rounds uh, in the backyard you know and saying don't screw with my house you know it's that motherly bear claws came out <laughs> and uh, it, but it's it's a protectionary thing and yeah that messed with me mentally for years and years and years. I it took it me did. to get over with, and and my wife had a similar situation before we got married. She wasn't even home; she wasn't around, but she got broken into. Oh, her apartment! Her apartment, yeah. And, and she said she randomly was out of town on a on a work deal. Luckily, was out of town on a work deal, and just randomly said, "Hey, will you run by? I feel something's off. Will you run by my apartment?" And I went by there, and I was like, oh, "You left your door unlocked." And, you know, I'm not on the phone with her at this point. I just thought, oh, man, she left her door unlocked. And, man, this place a wreck. And I'm like halfway in the apartment, and I think, uh-oh. And so I back out slowly, go get my firearm, call the police, and, uh, and stand at the door once I realized what was going on. It didn't click. But she just had that instinct. She has an amazing instinct for... Mama. Yeah, she has this weird sense of those kind of things but which is good it's good for me it's good for her you know she's been in situations where uh she was in one not long ago where she was at home depot and uh, this was a couple weeks ago and she told my mom she said hey uh there's something weird put your stuff down Where uh go we're leaving and she had her hand on her firearm and this guy was kind of acting weird around her and kind of following her around, and she just did not feel right about the situation. She went and found my mom. They were on separate aisles, grabbed her and said, we're leaving. And they walked straight out of the store. You know, my mom said, okay. And they walked straight out of the store. Nicole had her hand on her firearm. They walked straight to the vehicle. They start the vehicle. They go to leave the parking lot, and uh, that guy, uh, they they loop around, you know, finally get to the car and kind of calm down or whatever loop out of the parking lot, and that guy's on the hood of a police car in front of Home Depot, cuffed.
1: No way!
2: And that was the guy that was just following her around Home Depot. She just had this weird feeling about He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. She had her firearm out, but he does the wrong thing and gets a couple bullets in his chest. You know what I mean? And if she didn't have that firearm for that safety grip, that that personal carry, I, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? If she grabs, you know, if if well, you're if a victim. That's what happens. You're right. a victim, right?
1: And and that's what so many people say is, you know, just be a victim. Just just call nine one one. Well, you know what? That <laughs> that three minutes or five minutes or fifteen right. minutes it takes for nine one one to get to you, right? You're dead.
2: Which is and fantastic. Your kids are dead, I mean, they'll and, get there as fast as they can, and they're amazing at what they do. But they can't save you in that thirty in that thirty second span.
1: Hey, we had a guy text in and wanted to know if he was going to follow one of these trails or follow bass fishing. Yeah. What
0: would
2: you? Well, let's talk about it on the flip side.
1: Okay, we'll give you some uh, some places that you can listen to track this stuff. That if you want to be a bass nerd, we got the guy (laughs) in here to give you the information.
2: And the place to get you all your bow and archery stuff, it's uh, that time here in Texas. You can sling some arrows starting at Austin Archery Country, the only place to go, the only real archery shop, 8121 Research Boulevard. You can give them a call, 452-1222. They're open Tuesdays through Saturdays. If you need to get that, you need to get that bow set up. They got a full indoor range. They'll take you through every step of it. Plus, they got those new Traeger grills. You can cook that venison once you kill it. Uh, All right, go see our friends at Austin Archery Country. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Up next, we'll close this thing out. Your number one outdoor radio show right here live on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.